Welcome to the Prompt Engineering Podcast, where we teach you the art of writing effective prompts for AI systems like ChatGPT, Midjourney, Dolly, and more. Each week, we explore prompting techniques, interviews with experts and newbies, and tips on selling your prompts. Here's your host, Greg Schwartz. Welcome to the Prompt Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Schwartz. So we have a guest with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Sean Ridley. I'm the founder of MSP SEO Synergy. I am a SEO expert at heart. And recently, I've gotten more involved into AI marketing and trying to learn how those intersections work not only with automations, but also with content and ideally with trying to run better businesses. Awesome. So here at the Prompt Engineering Podcast, what we're about is helping you learn how to do better prompt engineering, how to sell it if that's relevant to you or to use it in your day job. And that's what we're going to be doing today. So first off, how did you start learning about prompt engineering? I learned about prompt engineering through Twitter, just following the news with ChatGPT, just trying to understand how it's been evolving over these last few weeks. And then I've met you through the Discord for Hustle GPT. So I followed that challenge. I was actually one of the first official 50 businesses that had started from it. And my goal was to, instead of try to start a new side hustle, but instead take my freelancing from my SEO skills and try to turn them into a full-time agency. So a lot of my prompts have been focused around trying to build the business plan, trying to develop the website copy, and then also just trying to figure out, hey, how should I speak about this business on Twitter? How should I even talk to people in general because a shy person? So, you know, it's been a great experience trying to just get that energy and confidence from a computer. I totally relate to that. For me, marketing copy and really just like copy in general that is not for an interface is really challenging. So I know exactly what you mean in terms of asking the robot to give me some advice and really help me figure out the right way to talk and write about all of this. So that makes sense. So I'm curious, you listed a few you're doing for this. Are you also doing any other prompts? Yeah, for fun, I'm always trying out new things with mid-journey, just being able to just see how people are able to put in prompts that that generate such realistic results, as well as people that are able to put in just abstract ideas and concepts. Just give me something whimsical. Give me something dreamy. Give me something that I've never seen before. And then being able to imagine such things from that as a side, I'm always fascinated from that and playing with it as a, as part of my day job, as I mentioned before, I'm using it for almost everything now. Just being able to, like I said earlier, put together the copy for the website, the meta descriptions for it, being able to have posts on Twitter and LinkedIn. It's been, uh, honestly, it's been ridiculous the things that I've been able to do. I had no idea that it'd be this powerful with ChatGPT4. That's awesome. I'm feeling similar. So it sounds like for work, you're doing mostly text generation prompts. And then for fun, it's more of the image prompting. Is that right? Yes. And then even for our website, I was able to use MidJourney recently just to get some ideas for different layouts for the website itself. And so I was able just to type in design a professional marketing agency website. Style is modern and clean, simple white background with purple accents, version five. 
And so mostly for that prompt, it was able to give me a header of the website. It didn't necessarily give me anything, you know, underneath or what the different sections should look like or what the contact forms should look like or anything else. But it is able to provide you a big, vibrant header and understand that's important. It understands that you need to have a button for a call to action. It understands that you'll probably have a navigation bar at the top of your website. And so all of that's able to be put together but not necessarily all the rest of the mean potatoes of it yet. That totally makes sense. Once you're able to get an idea, you're able to put the rest of it together. That at least allows you some branding. And then ideally you can add whatever personalized touch you need for it. The original problem that I had was a website for an SEO agency, cartoon style, white background, purple highlights, version four. So again, nothing too complicated, and it's able to immediately give me four different versions of it, and I do have those on Twitter. Interesting. Okay, that's good to hear because I actually, I'm building a tool, which I'll probably cover at some point, but I was trying to use MidJourney to get some themes and mockups and stuff and was really not succeeding. So I'd be curious, tell us a little more about what were the prompts you were using for that? Do you remember the specific language? For the website, honestly, I tried to keep it very simple. I watched a YouTube video from, I think, an agency. I think it's Paint Digital. They made a smaller Discord group for mid-journey because if, you just have, if you're on the regular mid-journey Discord, it's overwhelming. There's so many people posting prompts constantly, getting results constantly. So they made their own separate smaller Discord, and it's mostly focused on web design. It's focused on different logos and things of that nature, just general just images and designs more than anything else. And so I was able to see how other people were putting together website prompts, and then I was just mostly able to copy that. That's awesome. Yeah, we will put a link to that in the description so that you, the listener, can actually go watch it. And frankly, I will probably be going to watch it because I'm still looking for some ideas for my website design. Definitely. That Discord specifically has a ton of them. It's just people who are professionals that are just trying out new things. And I think that's probably what's been most interesting about this entire process is nobody is an expert. Nobody knows what to do yet. We're all just learning from each other. I think one of the other mid-journey prompts that went viral was somebody who did the, the father with the daughter. They're reading a book. I've been trying to replicate that as best as I can recently, just trying to put in different inputs, different descriptors so that I can just see what comes out of it. I think just the learning through the socialization, through the community has been probably the most informative, overwhelming, and probably the most powerful thing that's come out of all of this. (laughs) Yes. Informative and overwhelming is exactly how I would describe all of this. So that totally resonates with me. I feel like every day I'm learning different ways to put things together, different ways that people are using the technology. You're talking about different extensions and things. And so just excited to almost sit in the sidelines and just see some of the things that pop out over the next few weeks. Definitely. So with that process of trying to get MidJourney to give you some of these things you're looking for, can you tell us a little bit about how you've been iterating on the prompt what you've been doing of like, oh, that didn't work. Let me try going this way or however you're doing it. Yeah. With MidJourney, it gives you about four different options for anything that you have. And so from that, I was able to pick 
a one specific version of the mock-up that it gave me. I was able to tell it I don't want it to be as cartoony. Let's get, maybe have something that's more high resolution. That's something that's maybe more professional. And so I was able to just try. I, honestly, I made a complete 180 from my original prompt. But I wanted to be able to see, okay, how fast can I come up with completely different designs that are still based within the same ideas of the first one? And it was amazing what I was able to do. That's awesome. Instead of a cartoonish version, I would like something more professional. I like the color designs, but I would like for it to be something that's more realistic and something that would work for a more corporate image or a more corporate tone. And it's able to provide that very similar to how it works with GPT. You're able to iterate based off of your design. You can say, imagine prompt, and then you can say the things that you had before and then just change them a bit. That's what I've been able to do the best for myself. Awesome. Okay. And being able to be a little bit more specific, a little bit more detailed, and the things that I'm looking for, just the overall design, color, tone, branding, all of those things. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. In terms of the text generation, what kind of ways have you been iterating on the prompts? Have you been using like a role-playing or purpose context constraint? As I mentioned before, I started a lot of this because of the Hustle GPT challenge. And so I think that would probably fall under a role-playing framework for putting together the prompts. You have the, the AI positioned as the entrepreneur. Its goal is to try to make as much money as possible. You're the human liaison who is acting within the physical world. And again, I mentioned that I'd already given it a niche. I'd already said that I had certain background and experience. And so I asked it to develop a business plan or an outline for a business based off of those things. Gotcha. So role-playing is a big one. Yes, yes. And then I recently saw another video where it kept it pretty simple. They were able to say who, what, where, when, why. And so from that, I try not to overthink the way that I'm addressing the prompt, I'm always trying to think about the output and I want something that's going to be natural for me. I want something that's going to come off that's going to be human sounding, at least to some degree, still persuasive, still marketing involved. And so from that, I'm not necessarily thinking about what the framework for the prompts are, but rather what results I'm trying to get out of it. Nice. Are there any prompts that you can think of that you've just gotten stuck on? You've iterated and it just didn't go where you wanted. Honestly, a lot of different prompts I tried out and just didn't get the results that I wanted. As I mentioned before, I've tried it for different blog posts. And I found, unfortunately, that because it's not connected to the internet, because it's only going to give you generalized information, it's not going to necessarily give me the things that I think are going to convert into a full-time business. And so I've had to go back, edit them to myself, add in my own research, double check whatever research that it does try to give me because I have tried, I need a more professional tone. I need a more academic or corporate tone. I need more research with these within this article. And it still doesn't necessarily give me the things that I need. It may give me a statistic that may be relevant, but not necessarily from the right source that I'm looking for. Or it may, just as I mentioned before, just give me a generalized tip that you can find almost anywhere. And, you know, it, trying to get things that are more unique, more brand personalized, I don't necessarily get that. And so I have to be able to add that in myself. And I think that's, 
even slowly as a problem going away because I know that people are using machine learning with their prompts so that they can teach it. Hey, this is what our brand tone is. This is how the, how we expect to respond to certain questions. This is how we want to tweet out certain things so they're able to develop standard operating procedures that they're teaching their AI and then going from there. It's ridiculous how it all works. Yeah, definitely. Have you sold any prompts? No, you're actually the first person that told me about that. I, you told me about prompt base. And so I was able to go there. I did fill out an account, but honestly, there's just an overwhelming amount of prompts already. It's hard to figure out how can I best fit in. I think the most interesting prompt that I may put together is one for Notion dashboards because I was able to get my my G, my hustle GPT AI to this is the dashboard that I need here are the certain pages that we need and it gave me the details how to put it together which pages should interact in different ways and so from that I haven't necessarily started selling prompts but I'm definitely getting some ideas for them. That's awesome. You and the listeners are both welcome to go download the analysis that I did. I basically ran through all of the prompts on prompt base for GPT prompts for text output prompts, and then analyze them in terms of a category, analyze that in terms of what categories like sell and what don't, and which ones are overrun with scripts, sorry, prompts, and which ones are not. So it gives you a breakdown of here are areas that have a lot of potential and high revenue versus here are areas that there's maybe less potential. And I think that, uh, again, the evolution of that, being able to understand market analysis just in, in a single click is going to save people so much time. It's going to make people so much more excited and energized to be able to jump into certain activities because they can see, hey, there are opportunities for me here. It's not as overwhelming as I first thought it could be. There are certain prompts that I could sell and make money from, so why not? Yeah, Absolutely. So are there any problems that you wish you could solve with generative AI, whether that's mid-journey or chat GPT or something else entirely, but you haven't been able to figure out how to solve it? Just personally, I can't think of any problems that, you know, or any major projects that I'm working on. I'm caught up in what I have going on right now, but I'm always interested in questions of access to information, technology, or even funding. And I think that with ChatGPT, especially as it's starting to connect to the internet, it's going to be able to do things for people that they couldn't even imagine before. They're going to be able to understand that they can get whole backgrounds in business and MBAs. They're going to be able to have access to lawyers, to be able to have consultations for whatever could be happening to them in their real, in their real lives. And so I'm just excited to be able to not only see where this is going, but also to help promote it and collaborate with other people because there's so many different people from different backgrounds that are just able to just hey, let me type in a prompt, let me try to see what's going on, and let me try to build something that trying to network with as many of them as possible. Absolutely. That's a nice point to plug the podcast. If you're working on anything in this space, I would love to hear from you. Email me at greg at gregschwartz.net because I haven't even bothered setting up a website for this yet. But yeah, send me an email or contact me on Discord. Going back to tools for iterating on prompts, have you used any of the 
prompt building prompts, as repetitive as that sounds. ChatGPT, ask me what the prompt should do. Ask me what the context is. Ask me anything else you need to know and then give me a prompt. Have you used anything like that? Yes. I, originally, when I was trying to put together my logo for the business, hey, let me type into ChatGPT. Give me a prompt for Dolly. And that was a complete fail. Honestly, I probably should have mentioned that earlier when you were talking about just complete roadblocks. My wife is an artist and so she has Canva and I found that way faster than trying to use the AI. The prompt that it gave me was something like, professional logo for business, for marketing company. <laughs> we need some sort of image that shows unity and synergy. And it was just a complete fail. I don't even know what it gave me. And then with Dolly, it gives you just almost just, just squiggly lines, almost for words. It's just all like just muddled. And so from that, it was, it was a mess. It was nothing that I could actually put together. I'm honestly also very impressed by anybody who would just take those and then move them into something like Photoshop and then get a relevant idea from it because that didn't work for me. But outside of that, no, I haven't tried to create any other side prompts. I've seen that new companies are sprouting up that are using your original AI to create certain personas underneath your business. And so you can use them for different roles, such as your marketing person, obviously, your accountant, your sales team. And then you can work through all of that. And you have an initial boss AI that's giving prompts to all the other ones. And then somehow, I guess it'd be some automation, some sort of integration. You have all of them working with each other, giving you back ideas. You can have those ideas bounced off of each other and prompted back to each other. It's just, yeah, a lot going on. But no, I haven't necessarily tried it, but I've definitely seen a lot of ways that people are putting it together. And again, I'm excited for how that's going to happen as well. Very nice. Yeah, that sounds like a very interesting concept, a multi-AI office almost. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I just signed up for it. I think it's called Roleplay AI. Cool. We will put a link to that in the podcast description. Last question is, uh, is there any recent news that has you particularly excited? Yeah, I thought about this as you gave me all the questions and everything earlier. I think probably the biggest news that has me excited is once ChatGPT and other forms of AI are able to integrate with the internet and connect with it, I've already seen that people are getting the API early access to it. They're able to use certain apps like Instacart so that let's say you're in a situation of disability or something like that. And you can literally just, hey, I need food. I need you to you know, go out and get that, have those supplies for me. If you're in an emergency situation, that's just an amazing thing that can happen for you. Also with Zapier, you're able to make it so that you're, you're creating automations and integrations within your business. And so, as I mentioned before, I use Notion for a lot of things. And so I would be able to, at least in that world, have it so that the AI is pulling down customer information and leads, putting it into my notion. It could then create cold emails from those and then send it out. I could tell it, hey, this is our marketing information and what's happened. Here's the result of those emails. And honestly, I, it wouldn't even need me. It could just pull that information itself from different sources and then go, hey, this isn't necessarily working. Let me iterate on it. Let me create different versions of it. And it could have its own metrics for success and then, you know, make its own money. I think once you turn it on, it can just do all of these things 
for us. I feel almost I'm in my AI's way. I didn't necessarily get too much <laughs> sleep last night. And so I kind of started off slow. I had different things going on with my wife. And so I was like, hey, I'm sorry, AI, I'm busy here. And it wouldn't need me for any of those. And, it, and I think that's probably what makes me most excited is that it could take whatever small human idea and scale it beyond whatever that person could imagine. And, and there's people, you know, on Twitter, I definitely want to shout out to my people like Lauren Marie. She definitely has been posting a lot of really majestic and beautiful prompts on mid journey that definitely inspired me because I had no idea that, as I mentioned before, you can just put in something generalized and abstract. You don't have to be as scientific and technical about it. You can just have a thought it's like, hey, this would be cool. I just want to see that. And you can see where the AI goes with it. And most of the time, it's amazing. To hear more about what you're working on, where should people go? Yeah, so you can check me out at my website, mspseosynergy.com. You can also find me on Twitter at mspseosynergy. And then also at LinkedIn under my name, Sean Ridley. I'm honestly excited to try to collaborate with anyone else in the community. I'm always trying to learn more about prompt writing. And thanks to you, Greg, I'm definitely going to try to sell some prompts here in the near future. And so anybody who wants to reach out to me or try to do any more interviews or any guest spots like this, I'd love to do it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for coming to the Prompt Engineering Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to be a better prompt engineer, how to sell your prompts if that's something you're into, or just use them in your day job. See you soon.